feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Well, the protesters are definitely disrupting travel. They're disrupting holidays. We were just talking with Pete Ucolden from Staten Island about these crazy protests that are going on. They were blocking the roadways today in and out of JFK Airport. Today was a very busy travel day. People were still coming back from the holidays. Some were going for New Year's Eve. And what are these protesters? These are these anti-Semitic, pro-Palestinian protesters chanting stuff left and right, blocking travel. You're, it's already crazy enough. You're dealing with the travel time. You're going through airports. You've got massive delays at the airports and everything else. And then you land and you can't even get out because a bunch of loony kazuni protesters are blocking the streets. And it has nothing to do with your travel or anything like that. They're just trying to get attention. They were doing the same thing in Los Angeles as well. And they were doing it at LAX. Here they are outside of JFK with their usual chants. Can you imagine you're traveling, you're with your kids, you've had a busy day, you just want to get home. And then you have these people blocking the streets, which to me is just so preposterous. And people are so fed up with these protests that are blocking city streets, blocking transit hubs around the world. Uh, There was a case in Australia where they got on the stage at like a kid's charity concert and disrupted a kid's charity concert for blind kids. I mean, how disgusting is that? It has nothing to do with anything they're talking about. They just want to get the attention and destroy everybody else's time. And to me, people are fed up. Listen to former NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton. This is what he told us earlier today on Cats and Cosby. Daniel Monahan's expression 30 years ago about defining social deviancy down, effectively excusing away levels of behavior And what we've now done for 40 years in the city excused away levels of behavior so that you have the results we're seeing this past couple of weeks with these demonstrators that effectively nothing is happening to them. You know, police arrive, disperse them, detain some of them, and they immediately let go. The courts guaranteed and the district attorneys will do nothing with these people. The only good news coming out of this, they are generating a if you will, have a verse movement against them in terms of not just uh, Jewish people, uh, but basically the larger population is going to say enough is enough. Enough is enough. People are fed up. And it's really disgusting that they think they can show up at like city malls, at the tree lighting, 
uh, anything where they can get attention. They don't care how much they ruin a family's time together or family travel in this case today. It is unconscionable. And now they are worried about what is going to happen specifically with New Year's. Because New Year's, of course, the big ball drop. They unveiled the ball today. It's this kind of cool tech ball um, with flashing lights all over the place. And so everybody's wondering what's going to happen there. That's already crowded. It's already a mess. It's already a zoo. Uh, Law enforcement already has their hands full. And then now they're worried about these wacky demonstrators coming in there. Take a listen to what Bill Bratton had to say about that. This New Year's Eve, they're talking about major demonstrations at the New Year's Eve event. Well, uh, the police are gearing up for that one. And let's hope if there is a major event, that when the police deal with it, that the courts and the district attorneys and the mayor back them up in terms of the actions that will be necessary to, to deal with these clowns. Yeah, throw the book at them. And if only leaders from the very top, that includes on a city level and also on a federal level, threw the book at these people, maybe they would not have felt so emboldened that they think they can just keep continuing to do it, shutting down bridges, uh, shutting down, what, New Year's events? I mean, this is just so crazy and so downright dangerous. Don't you agree it is time to get tough with these people because you just can't deal with them anymore. You have to be able to still function. I'm all for people if they want to say their piece. I don't like what they're saying. Uh, But if they want to say at least their personal views without chastising others and without saying things that are dangerous or insightful to others, then that is still free speech. Uh, A different way than uh, the way Claudine uh, Gay of Harvard describes it. But If they want to have peaceful comments, that's okay. But to start blocking streets and everything else, this is disgusting. Let's go to Sandra, line three. Sandra, your thoughts. Oh, good evening, Rita. I have to tell you, I was reading this and I was really surprised. Um, This award-winning news anchor in Turkey, she was fired because um, she had on her desk, as she was doing her reporting, a Starbucks cup. Now, I want you to know, in Turkey and nationwide, they're boycotting Starbucks all over the place. And even around, maybe around here, I'm not sure yet, but it's, it's vandalism is happening in Starbucks because they've always had a stand that they don't go for this, you know, attacks with Hamas and all that stuff. They are very peaceful people and they don't want this. So they stick to what they stand. And as a result, they're getting attacked in um, a lot, in, you know, in, in, in Turkey and other European countries. But um, wow, that, that's, that's interesting. That's and, and you know, you know, what's interesting, Sandra, I just was seeing that uh, the leader of Turkey, Erdogan, uh, came out a little bit ago and he was equating, uh, you know, uh, Netanyahu to Hitler. I mean, give me a break. Oh. You know, well, think about this. Well. The, the Muslim leader who has ruled that country with an iron fist. Anybody who's been a dissident there sometimes disappears. And you saw the way he handled the coup. They arrested everybody tied to it. That was years ago. That guy is having the to equate the prime minister of Israel to Hitler. Uh, I mean, that's just unconscionable. With a straight face, he is saying it. So I, right. I'm, I'm not surprised that they're cracking down. How sad is that? You know, I mean, okay. wh- what does that say about the rest of the world? 
be careful when you have your coffee at Starbucks. I'm telling you, it's going to happen around here too soon. And you just just keep an eye open. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) I learned something tonight. I was learning a lot from you, Sandra. Thank you very much. Uh, And maybe it means we need to all go out and support Starbucks if they are uh, helping Israel and supporting Israel. Maybe we need to, like, flood them even more with more business. Wow. Sandra, thank you very much. Let's go to Joaquin, line five. Joaquin. Oh, Rita, you know, it is the same thing. Unfortunately, you know, you on ca- uh, uh, Cats and Cars, uh, the gentleman named Mark, I don't remember his last name and his position. Yeah, Mark Morgan. This is the, uh, he was, I think, I think if that's who you're talking about, uh, head of Customs and Border Protection under Trump. Yeah. And he talked about national sovereignty, Okay. And this is the important thing. This is what they're all against. OK. And, you know, when you just brought up about uh, Turkey and Erdogan and how they back the Palestinians, you know, people are just not seeing what's really going on here. This is really stacking up an anti-Western civilization, Judeo-Christian civilization, you know, and, and American sovereignty attack. Um, you know, you're right. You're right. Because it is, it's a, it's an attack. Um, we're seeing it on the border from the migrants and we're seeing it within, uh, from our country. And we're seeing, you know, uh, some of the leaders of this sadly, are some of these folks at these universities and elsewhere that have been sort of breeding grounds as we have seen of late, uh, for this kind of rhetoric. You know, I saw a really disturbing, um, poll today, Joaquin, and I talked about it earlier, but I want to repeat it because it bears repeating. Um, young people were asked what they think of Osama bin Laden. And one in five uh, actually were praising him. And three in ten thought he was a force for good. Are you kidding me? Osama bin Laden, who led the worst attack on U.S. soil, obviously on 9-11, the mastermind, killed so many Americans, uh, destroyed Americans so many different ways, um, and uh, led just one of the most heinous activities uh, in modern times. And we have young people who actually think he was, quote, a force for good. Where have we gone wrong, Joaquin? When I saw that, my jaw dropped. And I guess it shouldn't be surprised, but it was disgusting. And all I could think about is these poor 9-11 families that have gone through so much and we have this young generation that somehow thinks there's something uh, to idolize about Osama bin Laden. The educational system has taken us the wrong way. And, you know, when Mayor Adams says he wants people to go down to Washington, D.C. in a protest, he wants them to protest for more money. He doesn't want them to shut the borders down. You know, and, and so he wants to make people around the country pay for these illegal immigrants. I live in Pennsylvania and I know my state is starting to go blue. You know, but there's still a chance for it, possibly. But I don't want to pay for people who should not be here in this country. And when you have young military aged men, and and as George earlier pointed out when you did the Bo Snurdly show, that these guys are probably already military trained. Yeah, that was an interesting point when he said that. I thought that was really powerful. Yes, it was. And another gentleman called on another show. And he said that he observed four young, you know, military aged men, all basically wearing the same attire, you know, the ball cap, light colored ball cap or white or whatever, you know, the hoodie and the light colored pants. And they were basically all kind of like 
walking in a formation, and I don't remember where the man said he lived, you know, and he said it just appeared like they were a, a, a military operation. We're in so much trouble. People just really don't understand how much trouble we're in. Yeah, it is. It's really scary. I, and I've never been so concerned about my country and sort of the unknowns as we're talking about, unknown uh, slightly, but a lot unknown uh, out there as I am right now. And yeah, you wonder, what are all these people doing here? Uh, a lot of them uh, have definitely not assimilated into this country nor appreciated this country. And what are they planning and what could potentially happen, which is why you have to have sovereignty and you have to have a secure border. Uh, let's go to Robert real quick in Suffolk. Line four. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. <clears throat> These protesters are committing a federal felony under the Patriot Act, interfering with mass transit. They're also committing a federal felony under the United States Code for interfering with the free travel of persons using interstate transit. Oh, that's an interesting point. By the way, the Port Authority did actually arrest them to their credit. Uh, They're not under the New York City politicians, so they have a little more free reign. And bravo to the Port Authority because NYPD has to listen to the politicians. Um, even though it's, it makes their job so much tougher. But they did arrest them. I think they arrested like 60 of them. Uh, they're out. They got a desk, you know, a desk uh, warrant, you know, so they're published and then, uh, you know, here's the warrant and then come back and appear. But they're out. But at least they did get arrested. And listen, I'm glad Port Authority cleaned it up right away. Uh, bravo to those That's folks right. there. You know, but you're right. There are a lot of things that you can do to go after these people. You just have to have the will and the leadership to do it and let law enforcement do their job because they know what they need to do. You just got to let them do their job and not hinder them in the process. Robert, thank you so much. We're going to continue your calls. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And it is a crazy time on the streets of New York and elsewhere uh, with crime skyrocketing and some of these crazy random attacks. The scariest one, I think, is also not only are we seeing all these protests and all these other things happening, but also this crazy story, really troubling, of this deranged attacker who went over to the two sisters, these two teen tourists, at a Grand Central Terminal uh, restaurant on Christmas morning, suddenly goes over, shouts about wanting to go after white people, 
and stabs these two young girls, a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old. How scary is that? Uh, Listen to the restaurant manager describing what happened. We had a gut feeling about him that he was definitely going to cause some trouble. It means not paying your bill. It doesn't mean stabbing two people. They had no idea he was even there, and he just pulled the knife out of his pocket. He stabbed one girl in the back, um, and then her sister was getting up to run away, and he stabbed her in the thigh. Such an uh, just shocking, absolutely shocking. The guy, a 36-year-old Stephen Hutcherson, uh, was supposed to be, according to prosecutors, committed to a psychiatric problem for randomly threatening a stranger on a Bronx street last month. But a judge there in the Bronx instead gave the very strong repeat offender with at least 17 other priors a conditional discharge. What is going on with these crazy judges? They put them back out on the street. The judge's name is Matthew Greco, G-R-I-E-C-O. Matthew Greco, because I think it's important we say who the judge is. Uh, Matthew Greco is the one who put this guy back out on the streets. Two weeks after what happened when he was at a hearing and they let him out. So he clearly didn't learn a lesson And clearly got a free pass again from a very soft on crime judge, at least in this case. And again, this guy had a history a mile long of prior offenses. So when you got random crime, you have crazy protests, you have wars, you have so many things going on around the world. This is a very troubling time. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, let's go to Stan in Forest Hill. Stan, uh, your thoughts about all this, this and the protests and more. Uh, you know, I'm coming to believe, I don't know, you mentioned uh, that there were protests in Los Angeles simultaneously with the ones in at Kennedy, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, at LAX. Uh, well, yep. Figure this out, I think, and it's going to bode, probably bode not too well, for the election. I think these are going to be planned not just for the uh, primaries. I think this is the major thing is going to be planned for the election of next year. I mean, these groups are doing testing in a way to see if they could stop this or that. But if the primaries come up during the year, if we see some of that, that could happen. And then possibly the election in 24 between President Biden and ex-President Trump. The thing that I'm interested in is None of these groups, the Palestinian Americans or the Arab Americans, will vote for President Trump or ex-president or President Biden. They'll sit out the election, and that's bad either way for whether they like somebody or not. That's going to be bad. You know, Stan, I agree that some of them will sit home because they're angry that Biden, they believe, is such a supporter of Israel, even though I think he could be doing a lot more to support Israel. And also, they're outside the DNC. They're outside Richie Torres. A congressman of New York who's been supportive of Israel. Uh, you're right. I actually think you are spot on. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.
Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great military and their families, a beautiful story from Georgia where the Clayton County Senior Services Department named a female veteran, Captain Olivia E. Smith, as their Veteran of the Month. Smith is a licensed social worker with three decades of clinical and administrative experience in behavioral health, military health, and other health-related programs. She has a big interest in program planning and development as it relates to the health care of our nation's veterans and their families. Uh, When they honored her, the statement read, Her passion is to serve women veterans. Her work as a pioneer, humanitarian, veteran advocate exemplifies her devotion to promoting the welfare of others. It also said Veteran Smith demonstrates a determination to be a change agent in the community and affect the lives of veterans who, like her, swore to give their lives to serve and protect the country and us. What a beautiful, beautiful reading about this woman who sounds like she has done so much for the veteran community there in Georgia. Bravo to her and, of course, all of our great veterans and their families. Well, we are talking about safety in New York, and boy, are things a mess. Talking about the stabbing that took place by a very, very long repeat offender who should have been locked up, prosecutors pleading for him to get psychiatric help and to be locked up, And a judge in the Bronx said, no, let's let him out, even though he has a long rap sheet. And two weeks later, he randomly stabs two tourists at a restaurant in Grand Central Station. And people who knew the guy are now coming forward saying, yeah, the writing was on the wall. Uh, This guy clearly was a threat to society, a threat to himself, and needed to be put away. This is a sad constant over and over again story. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil, line four. Phil, your thoughts. Rita, good evening. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. My opinion, Eric Adams should be placed in solitary confinement for life on bread and water. One hour in the yard, 23 in the cell. This guy has destroyed New York. New York will never, I'm going to tell you this, I'm a native New Yorker. I've been here many, many years. I've seen other parts of the world, and I'll tell you, New York will never come back. After this, the next year or two, even with Trump, New York will not come back. You've got people, these tourists, the poor tourists. Imagine if that were your kids that got stabbed like that. It's it's unimaginable. It is. I thought about it. And, 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 by, and it, by the way, you know what it also does, Phil? People around the world see that headline and go, oh, you know, uh, I don't think I want to go to New York for a holiday, you know? No, they don't want to. They don't want to, and they're wise, because the mentally ill, the, the pro-Hamas demonstrators, the, the illegals, this city is turned into a, not third world, a fourth world town. It's, 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 it's almost as bad, if not worse, than uh, San Francisco is. My point is, we need people, the, the same people who stayed at home and didn't vote for a proper candidate and, and the 
the Democrats ran with their dresses up in the air to vote for Adams. That that forget about them. We need we need people here, dedicated American citizens of the city of New York to organize. We need groups to protect one another. We need something as a buffer. The cops ain't going to do it. My wife was attacked the other evening. She was she was approached by three young African-Americans. She's African-American herself. And they, they wanted to rob her. She started screaming like a like a maniac. Thank God one or two other women came running over and started started going after these guys. Oh, Otherwise, my goodness. She was she OK? Was yeah. your wife OK after that? Yeah, but she's she's heartbroken. She yes. said, this is not the city I grew up in. She said the neighborhood is is rough over here. But this is getting out of hand. She said these these are people who have no regard for law and order. The cops don't want to enforce the law. People don't want to don't want to act up. You've got to get a couple of thousand people. You go down to City Hall. You start throwing rocks at this guy's window and wake him up because that's the only way he's going to do something. You go to Hochul's building on Broadway, the state offices. You do the same damn thing. I've, I've had it. Well, well and by the way, country. City Council, City Council is even like even you know, and and more of a mess because. Um, they are the ones who are saying that, oh, Adams is being like too aggressive or, or on certain things. I mean, these are the ones who are pushing for a lot of these nonsense things that are making the job for cops even tougher. You know, um, how do you, how do you spit on cops? How do you attack cops? This is the only barrier. These police are the only barrier. I agree. We have, you you know, I agree. I agree. It's outrageous. And and you're right. We have sort of crossed the line. It's like it's like a jungle. And how sad is that, um, that that's what New York has digressed to. And thank goodness, Phil, by the way, that your wife is OK. Thank God. Um, but you're right. Uh, people are fed up and it is really dangerous out there. And that is a very sad reality. Uh, Phil, thank you so much. Uh, let's go to Sean. Line five. Sean, your thoughts. Love you, Rita. You don't like taking my calls anymore because I speak the truth. Oh, no, Sean, I, Sean I, I'm taking your call. I love it. Love you. I want to get, uh, let's talk about solutions. First of all, you're part of the problem. I love you. You're pro- I mean, you could say black. You don't have to say African-American. There's nothing wrong with saying the word black. And let's talk about solutions. Jermani Williams is one of the most dangerous people for New York City. So why, why am I part of the problem or part of the solution? Yeah. No, you're part of the problem. You used to, and I used to yell at you because you didn't do it this time. This, this, the suspect who stabbed these people. You didn't call him like you usually. Oh, he's a crazy man. Oh, he's a psycho. Oh, he needs mental help. That's another word for criminal. Okay? Well, well. By the and, way, by the way, yeah, uh, he yeah. is Sean. I mean, you know, I this case, I was, I was presenting the facts, but clearly, yeah, he don't you criminal. agree? He's got psychiatric issues, Sean. No, I mean, obviously. No. He's a criminal. I'm sorry I'm yelling. He's a criminal, okay? Yeah, by the way, I hear you too. I'm not making, by the way, Sean, let's just get something clear. I'm not making excuses for him. You know the way I feel. Throw the book at him. And also the media. The media's been lying for the past 30 years because they lost, once the internet came on board, they had to start lying to get people to look at the media. So now everything they call the Let's stay with New York. The police department is racist. The United States is racist. So now you have the problem you have in 2023. 
Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Sean, Sean, hang on. Why do you say that the police department is racist? I mean, that that is a reach. I didn't say it. The media is saying it. You're okay, not all right, all right. I am listening, but you're all over the place. So you're, yeah, no, no, no. I hear what you're saying. I don't like when I see it either. I hope you get as 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 upset as I do when I see them doing that. So when the the media paints a group like the police department as racist, you have all these judges who let all these criminals out. That's my point. And let's talk about solutions, okay? These judges need to be held accountable. They're liberals, and they feel sorry for all these criminals, and that's why you keep having crime is off the wall because the so-called justice system is racist, according to the media. You see, that's my point. All right. So well, and listen, the same people out. your point is is a good one. And I agree with you that the media is yeah. part of the problem. I contend. Oh. I no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying, uh, you know, me, Sean, I say when somebody yeah. does something, throw the book at them. You need to. Uh, tough love it. is the only way. And, and you're William. and by the way, you are correct. I, but I'm I, you and I are on the same page on this, Sean, because I when I see, when I see Jamani Williams and his soft on crime approach, this is the guy yes. who wanted to get rid of the whole, uh, you know, a solitary confinement. That's not nice to do to yes. terrible criminals. I mean, th- it is. I agree I with you. We got to fix I it. Moved. I moved. Oh, no. Where did you move from? I'm done with liberal New York City. I left. I'm not going to stay there anymore. I'm sick of what they've done. How does someone like Jermani Williams even get into office? Yeah. How? How? The guy's got no credentials. The guy's got zero credentials. I'm sorry. He's a nice guy. Jermani Williams, if you're listening, stop lying to the residents of New York City. I was born in New York, in Brooklyn, Mr. Jermani Williams, and you are a hypocrite and you're a liar. And I'm sorry I'm yelling. No, I, you know what? The he, place I was born in. I agree. And by the way, I'm a Garrison Beach Marine Parkway gal. So I Flat get Bush. I get you, Sean. I'm with you. And I, I love this city. From Flatbush. I know all about the junction and Newkirk Avenue where Jamani Williams likes to hang out. He has ruined. Well, actually, de Blasio is actually the, the prior caller said Adams. The Blasio has 100% destroyed every fabric of New York City. Every fabric. And Hochul, I hope you're listening. You shouldn't be governor because you're a disgrace. She puts up gun-free zones in Times Square, and they have a shooting the very next day. They're all lying, and they're hypocrites. Now, let's talk about solutions, Rita. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. I, okay. I, by the way, Sean, I love your passion. I love this city, too. First of all, first of all, you got to take the human being out of the equation when you're sentencing a criminal. They have to change. You have to now because what they've done, the liberals have taken over. They have taken over every fabric of City Hall down to every little penny. And now they let every criminal out because the liberals live in fantasy world. They feel sorry. They make excuses for the guy who beat up the bus driver who told him he has to pay his fare. And then he beats the bus driver to a pulp. Any city that has to put a cage around a bus driver, 
You don't want to live there. But anyway, back to solutions. You need to take the power away from a judge and have it written. They got to rewrite the law sentencing. And it has to be written for whatever crime that is they're convicted of is automatic sentencing. No more a judge makes the rule because these judges are liberals. They play God and they've made every street in New York City dangerous. They live in Connecticut. These, I know you judges. You live in Connecticut. You live in upstate Westchester with your 15-foot-high walls and private security. They don't give a damn about anyone, the residents of New York City. And by the way, Sean, and by the way, Sean, also Jamani Williams uh, lives, I think it's Fort Hamilton. So he's got military, uh, great security around him. Um, So you could also uh, throw that out to him. You know, Sean, I hear your passion and I love it because it's important. I'm angry, too. And when I sit there and I see the case of this guy, it's like a broken record because you're right. It's happening over and over again. And what kind of a judge in his right mind gets put this person before him? He looks and he goes, OK, uh, 16 priors at that point. And one of them, again, the latest one was for threatening a stranger randomly on the street. So clearly the guy is a loose cannon and an enormous threat to society. And this judge doesn't listen to the prosecutors, doesn't even, I would even go tougher than the prosecutors. The prosecutors wanted to commit him to a psychiatric program. Uh, I think there should have been even more than that. Clearly he's got psychiatric histories, but he's got a criminal history. The writing was all over the wall. And and yet this guy gets let out by this judge it, it is it is shameful and i agree with you there needs to be some standard modicum that this is the way it works you can't deviate from it you need to have these are the minimum parameters of what sentencing can be and this sort of leaving it up to subjective i mean anybody in their right mind who sees a prior sees a guy like this who's a nut who goes up to somebody and does this has violent things in their background all these other offenses and they say let him go I mean, what I think the judge needs to be in a psychiatric facility, not just this guy. Uh, Sean, uh, you're terrific. I love your passion, and I love your also thoughts for uh, for trying to resolve it because we all want the best for our beloved New York City, and uh, and I love you because you were born in Brooklyn too. So, Sean, thank you very very much. You got to call back again because you had some great great points. One eight hundred eight four eight. Nine two two two. It's the Rita Cosby Show. We are talking about the protests all over the country, also the lawlessness. The repeat offenders like this guy on Christmas Day suddenly just going over to two teenagers who were at a restaurant in the concourse, those restaurants there in Grand Central Station, and suddenly starts stabbing them both. One of them had a collapsed lung. Uh, she, They're luckily that they're both going to be alive, but he has been arrested. Thank goodness he's now behind bars. 
but he should have been behind bars after one of the first of his 17 attacks in his long rap sheet. And also he is charged now with a hate crime uh, because he was out there screaming and shouting at these people saying he wanted to go after all white people. So, I mean, this guy was clearly a great menace to society and never should have been out. And when you hear some of the background of this guy, uh, victims and people that he was going after before, he was threatening uh, somebody. This was back not that long ago. Uh, He only got a 15-day sentence for telling somebody, quote, I'm going to shoot you. Um, And they didn't, when authorities went, they didn't find a gun, but they found a knife. So there's all these different stories of sort of things in his past. But he seemed to have been getting a slap on the wrist over and over again and clearly never should have been let out. And these two sisters, a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old, visiting from Paraguay, imagine sitting there innocently and suddenly uh, this guy comes over, this violent criminal comes over and he attacks them on Christmas Day. It is just sadly epitomizing the situation we're in in New York. Let's go to Dave. Uh, line five. Uh, Dave, I understand you got some info on this judge. Yeah, you know, this this judge, this is a real wise guy. His name is Matthew V. Greco. He's been in the court system for 28 years, recently appointed a judge, but he's worked in the court system for 28 years. Real Ivy Leaguer. He graduated Brown University. Ah. He got a law degree from Columbia University. He lives up in Westchester. And he doesn't give a damn about the people of New York. The only way you're going to hold a guy like this accountable is tomorrow morning you, me, and a thousand other people have to call the uh, Office of Court Administration and file a formal complaint saying that this guy is undermining confidence in the rule of law. He's violating the penal law by allowing repeat offenders to go free. And the court has to receive thousands of complaints and they have to start an investigation on this guy. Otherwise, it'll just happen over and over and over again. There's an office called the Office of Court Administration. Their phone number is 646-386-3507. Hey, I love I that. I love that. Give I that Give that number out again. Do me a favor, Dave, for folks who are listening. 646-386-3507. And we all have to file a complaint against this judge, Matthew Greco. Bravo. And by the way, for people, it's G-R-I-E-C-O. Um, and you're right. Uh, file a criminal complaint so it's there on record and people are at least aware of what's going on. And he gets the message loud and clear. And also the court system gets the message loud and clear. Uh, Dave, thank you. Uh, really great and important information because these judges seem to feel that they can do whatever they want without ever being put in check. Uh, Dave, thank you. Let's go to Norm, line four. Norm, what a mess we're in. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dave was a great call. That's that, that's the type of calls I like to hear. So anyway, um, you know, it's just, I, I, I've noticed that in the last three, four years, it's just, these things seem to be accelerating. These stabbings and, and slashings. I mean, there was a slashing of a, of a tourist that went, was on 23rd Street, uh, 
Seventh Avenue train station. She was coming out of the station. She was from Belgium, I remember, and she had her face opened up by some lunatic. This is like two years ago. It, it just, I, I don't know. It just seems like the, our elected leaders are not. I, th- I think th- I think they're they're complicit in this because I'm not just with the with the with the bail and all that, but they're giving them the message. There's no moral message anymore. No, you're right. That moral message needs to come out loud and clear, and you need to start early. It can't be tolerated.